Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith inspired to tackle every area of life. Career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl, let's get it. We all have a vice. Whether we like to admit it or not, we do. And that, for me, was alcohol. My relationship with alcohol started in middle school. I honestly can't remember my exact age or grade, but the first time a hot, burning sensation hit my lips and throat was young, much younger than the legal drinking age. It started innocently enough with a taste here and there and grew into a regular weekend practice by the time I was in high school. It was normal for the friend group I hung around with, and honestly, we weren't bad kids. We made good grades and were involved in organized activities and were on a great path to success. It was just the thing we did to have fun. I was the life of the party when I drank. Talkative, bubbly, fun, full of energy and laughter and making friends with everyone at the parties. I would stay up the latest until the sun would rise and not want the party to end. But as my relationship with alcohol grew throughout high school, college, and as a young adult, so did my bad decisions. I betrayed friends, said things I didn't want to say, acted in ways I can't even fathom, and endangered my life. Alcohol became a part of me, and I couldn't shake it. Why? Because my behavior, although absolutely cringeworthy, was acceptable to society. One of those, well, she just had a little too much to drink again. And because people knew who I really was when I was sober, someone with a good heart and cared for people, they let it slide. My relationship with alcohol became so cyclical. Drink make a fool of myself or make a wrong decision, feel horrible physically and emotionally, run to Jesus, get my act together for a month, and then go straight back into the cycle. I never considered myself an alcoholic, just one with a thin line of no return when I drank too much. On top of the inexcusable behavior, alcohol made me anxious beyond what I could handle. After a night of heavy drinking, I spent the next day in bed just trying not to have an anxiety attack. I had to flake out on plans with friends, work, or anything that required me to be present for the day. As my responsibilities in life increased, thankfully, my drinking decreased. And as I grew closer with the Lord, the crazy blackout, who is this girl episodes, dwindled. Yet I would still find myself once or twice a year doing something or saying something that would take me months to rebound from. And then finally, by God's grace, a year or two went by without those episodes. Yet after a casual, fun night with my husband and friends, it would still leave me feeling anxious the next day and the following days. It would take me a few days to get back into a really good mood and ready to tackle the opportunities God put before me. It slowed me down physically and emotionally. Yet again, it was the thing to do. What's wrong with a glass of wine at dinner or a couple beers to relax on a Friday night? Nothing if you are wired to handle those situations or find no negative effects from it. But for me, that wasn't the case. Even when I had my life together, alcohol made me feel blah. 
One glass of wine kept me from my morning workout, made me feel less energetic to be a mom and a wife, and continued to bring anxiety battles my way, even with just one glass. So after a few years of having a handle on my relationship with alcohol and God working on my heart, I came to a moment of clarity and a life-changing decision. I was on a trip to Colorado with my husband and our super close friends. We casually had beverages here and there during the trip, and a few hours after I would have a drink, I started to feel lazy and unmotivated. I kept saying to myself, I hate this feeling. Why do I drink? I love having energy, getting up early, and being ready to tackle the day. Why do I always keep coming back to drink? Lord, please help me to say no. And so it was, on a mountaintop, God granted me a light bulb moment. I was a couple months away from turning 35 years old, and as I rounded a corner of the mountain, he divinely downloaded the thought, sober for year 35. During my 35th year of life, I would take the whole year off drinking. That thought lit me on fire. I felt energized, excited, and like a load had been lifted. After I shared my epiphany with my husband and friends, I was met with a little hesitation, but I knew this was the right decision for me. I had two months until my birthday, so I kept the casual drinking going until I got closer to my 35th birthday. The plan was to start fresh on that day. However, two weeks before my birthday, my best friend celebrated hers with a kayaking trip on the river. It was a blast of a day, being out in nature and mastering the rush of the river and rocks. I was so proud of myself for doing something like that and being actually good at it. Then we went to dinner. And I hesitated to order a drink because I knew what I got like when I accomplished something so great and was with really good friends. But I ordered one anyway. I even called my mom for an out as she was watching our son. But she gave me the all clear to have fun. And I did. Nothing bad happened that night. But I ended up drinking way more than I wanted to and woke up feeling like I never wanted to again. So instead of waiting until my birthday, I started my year of sobriety that day. I was done. I wish I could say the first few months of sobriety were easy, but they weren't. For decades, I associated alcohol with fun or relaxation. On a rough day, I would pour myself a glass of wine, or on a Friday night, would enjoy a couple of beers to wind down from the week. After a few sips, I could feel my neck and shoulders relax and sink into my seat. I no longer had chemical effects to help me rest and retreat. It was hard. I was agitated and spent the weekends trying to find ways to calm myself down. Eventually, I hit my stride, and the weekends got easier and easier. As I settled into a year of sobriety, I had increased energy, so much less anxiety, and more motivation and determination than ever before. This is what it was like to operate at full speed, and I loved it. So fast forward now. August 16, 2022 will be two years of sobriety for me. Two years of being free from bad decisions and regretful things said under the influence. The decisions I make now are more thoughtful, and regrets are few and far between. I have found that there are many more benefits to being sober than I ever expected, besides less anxiety. I never have to think of how to get home. When I was drinking, I would always have to think of how I would get home or be concerned about how much I would drink and when I should stop to drive home. I don't ever have to question or think about that now. I've been able to maintain my weight. I would always fluctuate five pounds, but without the excess alcohol calories and making better food choices because I'm not drinking, my weight fluctuation hasn't been an issue. I'm kinder and gentler to the people around me. My mood and emotions aren't a roller coaster ride, 
Well, for the most part, I'm still human, but those emotions come from other things instead of the effects of alcohol. I have more energy and motivation to do the things I love. I honestly don't think I would be able to own or run a company without being sober. It takes hard work, early mornings, late nights. If alcohol is in the mix, I don't think I would get half the amount done. I'm present with my family and friends. I hear what they say, I understand it, and I recall it. I follow through with commitments. I'm no longer flaky, and when I say I will be there, I will be there. And I save lots of money. Between the cost of drinks, cab rides, and everything else related to alcohol, I've saved so much money. Although I do enjoy non-alcoholic drinks, which can be pricey, but most of the time, I get water. When I do choose a non-alcoholic beverage, it's fun. There are great non-alcoholic options now for all types of alcohol. If you love IPAs, Moscow Mules, or even old fashions like me, there are tasty non-alcoholic beverages available in most larger cities. Since I've become sober, sobriety has actually become a bit of a trend. And so you can still find a flavorful drink without the effects of alcohol. And most importantly, my relationship with God has grown. Because I am undistracted from alcohol, I am able to spend more focused time with the Lord. I hear from Him more clearly, understand my calling, and can follow where He's leading me. With all of these benefits, I have to say that staying sober is the daily decision, and I still get drawn to wanting to have a glass of something occasionally. But I always play it forward. I ask myself, how is this going to make me feel physically? How will I feel emotionally? What things could happen if I decided to drink? Those questions ground me and keep me from making a decision I don't believe I'd be happy to make. Yet I leave the door open because absolutes don't work for me. It's like doing a diet for 30 days and then going straight back to eating ho-hos and Oreos. I don't know what my relationship with alcohol will be like in the future, but I know I never want to return to where I was. I'm saying no for now and no for the foreseeable future, and I couldn't be happier about it. I am so honored to be able to share my story with you. I am so grateful for God's love and grace. Although I wish alcohol weren't a part of my story, I'm so glad it is because I have seen the miracles and the redemption of our good God through it. If there's a vice in your life that you are yearning to release, I encourage you to have bold faith and make a decision or decisions that will help you. Do you need to make relationship changes? Do you need to seek help and guidance? Do you need to say no once and for all? It's not easy, but it's worth it. Play your life forward. What would it look like not to have that vice in your life? Do you like what you see? Do you feel lighter and freer? Then go after it. Today is your day to start afresh and new. Much love to you today and always. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Fill it up your cup, feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith inspired.